Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matamo, the podcast where we explore with you and our guests travel topics that push the boundaries and celebration of the human experience. I'm your co-host, Bob Spurl, here in Chicago alongside co-host Greg Traverso out in Stockton, California. Greg, it's great, as always, to be alongside you. Hey there, or Bob. Good to see you. Virtually, I guess, you know. You. Yeah, we're we're not side by side. I mean, California, Chicago, that's a few miles, but... What's a few miles between friends, you know? Exactly. Um, <laughs> so we want to pick up where we left off. Before we do, though, I, I want to, if, if you're listening to we're, we're 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 sharing and you like it, I want to make a, a bit of a plug for us. Um, we love we love five-star reviews like other podcasts, and it's what helps us get found, helps us continue doing what we're doing, and and allow as many people uh, around the world really to, to get excited about travel. And that's really what we want to do. We want to encourage people to, to share their stories, to, to get joy from our stories and to just get back into that adventurous, joyful experience. So if you like what we do, go to, go to Apple uh, podcast, give us a five-star review, let us know how you think. And we would love to hear from you. We always appreciate it. So with that out of the way, I want to get into into our story today, Greg. So we've we've talked about your journey, uh, starting with the harrowing experience with militia at the border of Zaire at the time. Stories where you're riding and and down the river in a canoe, you're in a rainforest negotiating with chiefs and spending the night deep in the rainforest, and 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 then you then you get malaria too, so you lose fifty pounds, which you know, my new year's resolution is to lose like 15, uh, you know, so 50 might be a little much, but, uh, you, you really, you, you, you went through a lot, but you recovered and you had some amazing people along the way, helping you. You, you mentioned, I love that story. One of our last podcasts where you talk about the lady who's, uh, you, you went to town, you bought a chicken and she cooks it and you have your first sort of meal, right. And a, a long time, and so let's start there. You are in, you are in um, Bomba, right? Is that the town? Yeah, Bomba. Yeah, Bomba is about. Yeah, it's uh, you know by the grace of God, by the you know total luck. Anyways, I got sick, but I got sick, uh, and I ended up in Bomba because it's the first town I uh, came to along the river that actually had a road, so I could get out from there. So I was actually you know I was pretty lucky in that regard. Yeah, yeah Bomba is a, a port. Uh, you know, on, it's, on, it's right on the river, on the Congo River. Okay. Uh, I think there was about 100,000 people in the town. So it's quite okay. big. Okay. No electricity. Uh, most people don't have running water. I, I think they generally don't. So you, that starts to set the scene, mm-hmm. you know, no electricity in the town of 100,000. Yeah. Uh, and you're right about that chicken. And uh, <laughs> I still remember it. I remember getting my energy back and I, I was like, pretty much hell bent to get out of the Congo at that point, even though I had many more days to go to get, to make it happen. I, you know, had, had been sick. I didn't lose 50 pounds because of the malaria that added a great deal to it. But in the seven month journey uh, across the continent, I had lost uh, accumulation of that much. And I was getting to the low point there, uh, continued on, you know, the next uh, thing was to hitch a ride, get on the back of a truck, one truck after another, um, and continue on. And uh, there, there's another bigger town actually called La Sala. And La Sala was the home of Mobuto Sesi Seiko, which was the, at the time, 
the last great dictator of, of Africa and the dictator. His actual full name is Mobuto Sesi Seiko in Kuku Nabenda Waza Banga. And the meaning of that mm. is, is the all-powerful warrior who, because of his endurance and inflexible will to win, goes from conquest to conquest, leaving fire in his wake. And oh, my gosh. was a complete nut job that 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 business card must be like three pages long you know yeah. i'm thinking about that's oh, man. I'm, but i'm also thinking that could be a really good sort of like linkedin profile thing i, oh, I don't man. know i got some ideas keep going greg yeah he, <laughs> so. he's, we could go into him some other time but uh, yeah. his face was the only one on the currency oh and okay. actually <laughs> he made illegal in his home province of la sala the currency in the rest of the country. So I had this huge bag of currency because I had exchanged it somewhere on the black market. uh, And now I couldn't actually bring it into the, into his home province, but I I did have it of course. And so I went on the street, had a, I forget how I ended up there, but you know, the back kind of back streets, a couple of guys down this dirt, you know, on this road, behind some buildings actually and made the exchange and I got some of the other currency to kind of get me through, uh, continued, you know, uh, actually in La Sala, I had one of the weirdest nights and weirdest, weirdest days. Just, I, I was at this hotel. It was, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe like uh, hotel California esque, you know, like really weird. Uh, yeah. at one time it must've been like beautiful colonial hotel for, dignitaries and diplomats and uh, movie stars for all I know. But at this time I was the only one at the hotel, mm-hmm. except for this one other bloke, younger man, younger guy. Uh, he was South Asian, uh, nice enough chap, but very weird, very freaked out. I think in some ways from living there. And uh, yeah, we ended up at, uh, going to dinner uh, at this restaurant with no electricity. And the only thing they had that at least that I remember was frog leg soup and maybe some rice. And it was just awful. It was Mabutu Sesi Seiko. It was his restaurant that they keep open for him. And he had villas all over the country and they would, and restaurants that they would open only for him because nobody could afford to, to eat there otherwise. Mm. Um, yeah. And in fact, this hotel, uh, I don't remember the name of it, of course, but I was craving greens and I was, you know, vegetables. I remember just kind of dreaming about it. So I knew my body needed that and the, the diet wasn't the best uh, and had been sick, of course. So I had bought in the market some green, uh, some some vegetables of some sort, and I was going to cook them up in a little cooking chico. I actually lit it on the cement floor. In this what, is, what is that, Greg? Explain that to a uh, cooking chico. It's just a little uh, pot that you put on the, a little burner. Okay. That you, that you like a little camp stove. Um, okay. Gotcha. And then I had bought one in Kissingani. So I would make coffee, coffee along the, the river. Coffee. And then, and then it's also useful when you're like dreaming about I mean, dreaming of greens. Yeah. You must've really wanted those. Cause I cannot imagine. I, I, I don't mind it, but I don't think I've ever like dreamed of asparagus. No, so I yeah. was you know, like craving this. Stuff. <laughs> I was out of dreams about, you know, and uh, so I was, you know, actually on the floor, you know, cooking this, getting the, Jiku going and and uh, I just remember this as we were talking, you know. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I get this knock on the door, and I think, ah, who's this? And I could hear a couple of voices. I'm like this is weird. It's a huge room. It's 
so weird. Anyways, I walk over. I open the door, and these two young guys hand me, they shove at me this aardvark, which is like a, a bushy-tailed porcupine of some sort. You know, I don't remember the – I just remember and it was a baby. It was a young one, and, and I just I, – I only had it for a second, and I threw it back at him, and it, it, fell, it fell off of him and scurried, and they picked it back up, and they were laughing, and I was – I mean, I was, what do you what do you think they wanted to? Did you want you to buy it or something? Or yeah, they wanted me to buy it. They were kind of just, I think, to cook it or yeah. to, I don't know what they wanted, but it was one of those bizarre moments that just came back to me. But there were a lot of them, <laughs> so you know, I was all too happy to leave. Uh, so I had heard along the the road that in my next destination was a place called Zongo, okay. and it's the final outpost before you cross the Bangui River. Okay. To make it out of the Democratic Republic of Congo, Zaire at the time, to the Central African Republic, which is actually one of the poorest countries in the world, but a landlocked country. But I was really looking forward to being there because Bangui, which was administered by the French, it was like one of the last kind of colonial outposts there, um, had electricity and had restaurants. And I was looking forward to getting there. So, but I heard that in Zongo, if you didn't make it by Friday afternoon, you couldn't cross till Monday. So I, I was trying, but uh, every truck that I was on, you know, would have issues. Like sometimes oh, I remember one, one, I think it was on that leg that uh, the car, the truck, this is in the middle of the rainforest too, like dirt roads, potholes, sometimes, you know, as big as the, a car. I mean, and I remember it was the transmission fell out and I thought it didn't fall out. It broke down. So they took it apart. I remember them having just screwdrivers, but they worked on that thing for like a 24 hours and got that thing back up and running. We continued on. Yeah. And there were times where we would go usually on the smaller trucks for some reason, and it would just run out of gas. Mm. And I'd be like, we're in the middle of nowhere. What's going to happen here? And out of nowhere, down some path through the rainforest comes some guy on a, on a uh, bicycle carrying a jerry can with gasoline or, you know, somebody would appear out of nowhere. And that's just kind of the way things work. So we continued on in a few days and I end up in Zongo. I missed the Friday deadline. So I rented a little room and I stayed there for the weekend. It was quite lovely, a uh, little place because of the people, because of the music. We go out, I go out at night Um and sit in this place, have a bar, have a beer, and at a dirt floor, and I think some candles lit or whatever, and some dancing. What kind of music was it, Greg? Yeah, Kwasa Kwasa. Okay, so yeah, what, what is quite, that? Ah, oh, just incredible music. I, it's kind yeah. of the sound for me of that I can still hear in my head. It's like it actually is a dance. Yeah. Um, that came out like in the early eighties, nineteen eighties, and the dance. Uh, the people when they're dancing, they move their hips, uh, especially the women and their hands kind of follow the motion of the hips. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of movement, but it's quite beautiful and it's just delicious. And with this, you know, kind of the, with the music that goes along with it. Um, and uh, it comes out of Kinshasa, which is the music capital of Africa, really in the, in the Congo and democratic Republic of Congo. So yeah, that was uh, that was one of the nicest things. But 
I was out of money. I had some traveler's checks, so I was really looking forward to uh, getting across the river. And uh, I remember at night, I'd look across the river and I could see Bangi lighting up with electricity. And I thought, wow. And so the next thing to do was uh, to get uh, in a canoe. So I had to negotiate that. Um, it's quite the big river, nothing like the, the Congo, but, uh, and we made it across, uh, no problem. And I made it to the Central African Republic. Oh, uh, wow. Epic. And I bet it felt so good after what you'd been through uh, to, to get there. Uh, you're, those lights, I got to, uh, you've got any photos from that, Greg? I. Uh, uh, from from crossing the river and the yeah. electricity, you know, I don't think I do. Uh, I was taking slides back then, and it's been yeah. years since I've gone through my slides. <laughs> yeah, I guess you wouldn't have brought your iPhone in the yeah, yeah back then. Yeah, uh, the best way to take <laughs> photographs was slides if you were, you know, yeah, on the best color saturation. Uh, but I do have I do have so, photos, but I can look and uh, I do have a picture. I do have one picture <laughs> of the hotel room I stayed in. Because uh, it had a little, it wasn't even a hotel, it was a little bungalow, but a little uh, window, very small um, window. I had somebody take a picture of, of me sticking my head out that thing. So in order to get past the river, you, there, was, there was a bribe involved, right? And I think maybe we'll pick up that in our next episode, Greg. We can kind of talk a little bit more about that and uh, go from that area to your onward journey through through the Central African Republic on to, uh, to other parts. So really excited to pick that up in our in our next podcast. And Greg, as always, a pleasure to, to talk with you. Want to let folks know once again, feel free to give us a five-star review on Apple. We really appreciate it. And thank you. Every review helps, right? You know, and, and we, awesome. we're, try, we're trying to spread, spread the, the, the joy of travel with everybody. We we realize how how much how so many of us are really looking and craving to get out there. So we're hoping these stories inspire you. If they inspire you to consider Africa, I would uh, I encourage you to to go to Greg's website matamo.travel. It's m e t a m o dot travel. Greg organizes some really incredible journeys across East Africa, some amazing places to Mount Kilimanjaro, even to uh, to. Kenya, Maasai Mara, you know, help me out, Greg. There's a lot of really cool trips that you do. Um, And so, and and honestly, if it just inspires you really to take a trip in your backyard, that'd be great too. We just want people to really experience the joy of travel. So uh, with that being said, we will talk to everybody on our next podcast and thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, everyone. Take care.